Hi, this is Eva. This is Macy. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? Welcome back to the Do Y'all See This podcast. This is Eva. And this is Nisi. And we are excited to have you back. So we are in yes. our second season now. Yes, right? <laughs> um, so I love saying that. I love saying I second season. I love saying that we're back. <sighs> you have been missed, guys. Y'all have been missed. We are so excited. Um, so today's pretty special. We are going to start with a, a story, you know, get back to our roots. When I yeah. was in high school, I was strongly encouraged to join the volleyball club when I tried out for volleyball in high school. <laughs> Not team. Not team. No, no, no. no. Um, so just in case y'all weren't aware, volleyball club is an after-school activity where you play volleyball, but you stay as far away as possible from the school standings. <laughs> it sounds like gym. It, it sounds like gym. It was basically just the, the volleyball portion of gym <laughs> after school. So just in case you did not understand from that story, I was very mm-hmm. much still very much not a sports star. <laughs> what about you, Nisi? Um, I am good at volleyball, but I've never really been a sports person. Like I I was on on the track team for um shot put. So I really wasn't, I didn't have to run as much, obviously, but it was to keep in shape and everything like that. But no, um, I'm really the type of person who goes to sports events and brings a book. Like, (laughs) I'd be like, yay, yay, go team. Okay, that was chapter 37, back at it. Like, I'm really, (laughs) I know enough to carry a conversation. Like to, if someone asked me something about sports, I could be like, yeah, that was a touchdown or, um, Sometimes I'll listen when the mister's talking, so I'll know a little bit, a little factoid about like maybe something that was mentioned on PTI or something like that. But if you get too deep into a conversation, I'm just going to have to exit stage left (laughs) because I am not that person. I'm really, I can gloss over in a conversation, so not really all that for it. So (laughs) today, contrary to everything I've just said about really not being into sports, we are going to return and get back into sports movies. (laughs) We'll be back. All right, we are back and we are here talking about our favorite sports movies. Yes. <laughs> so we want to start with why do we like sports movies? Nisi, do you want to talk or? Oh, yeah, I'll it? jump right yeah. in. No problem. Okay, so for me, I think one of the first things, well, okay, not for me. Let me be honest on that. I really don't care for how um, athletic most of the sports people are. Um, it's more so for me, like, the feel-good moments. I love a, a really good story that gives me 
um, some underlying, you know, teaches me something about a sport, but also it gives me a really good story to follow. I like to, as the watcher, experience alongside with the characters. I like the ups and downs, but I also like to know, you know, I like to be comforted with, okay, it's not going to be too bad. (laughs) (laughs) How about for you, Elle? So I do appreciate being able to watch the athletes in their peak condition. I, you know, yes, that's I'm true. They're totally okay peak with that condition. Yes. <laughs> um, I also I love those feel good moments in a sports film. Like I'm never going to be part of a of a group that wins any kind of championship. I know that. You see how? I know that who I am as a person. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but as a watcher, I can experience going to the championship. I can experience going to regionals and the entire journey, which is really right. awesome. I love that. Seeing that person break their leg and still yeah. coming oh, back. Yeah. I'm real bad about that. I don't like when people break right. things. I don't, man. And we well, gonna, I'm going to talk a little, bit, a little bit later about some other sports stuff that I don't like and we'll discuss. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I love a happy after ever after. A happy ever after. Or a vindication, mm-hmm. like when the yeah. team wins, like that is what we're going for. Like if I yeah. if I watch this entire two hours and they lose, I get angry. Yes, <laughs> like I feel like you have wasted. Mm-hmm. I feel like you wasted my time. Yes. Like I I get so angry. I'm gonna tell you what makes it worse. If you watch a movie for like two and a half hours and then it just like goes off. No. There's no resolution at the end. It gives you no whether or not the team won or you never find out what really happened. Like if it's based on a true story, you never find out what happened to the real people in the movie. I don't always want to have to go and and research. Now I will, I will, because but I want to already know so that I'm delving more into it. I don't want to just go out there, oh, I hope this person, I wonder if this person ever, and then come to find out most of the time, the story don't even be real. <laughs> so <laughs> dealing with our uh with dealing with movies and our viewing history based on our sports knowledge and great stories that is one of the the real reasons that we really get into sports movies not so much for the sports itself but just to find out more so when we come back we're going to talk about some of the great sports that we love in movies and some of the great stories that we loved in those sports movies. All right. We'll see you soon. All right, we are back and we are getting right into our sports movies. And Eva's actually going to start off with one of her favorites. Yes, and this actually may be one of my favorite movies of all time. Like even in all all different types of genres that I watch. So I'm going to- Really? Yeah, I love this film so much. So we are going to talk Sandlot 1993. Um. So the story of the movie, it revolves around this new kid, Scotty. Yeah, Scott, who uh, he moves into a new neighborhood and he gets invited to play baseball with these neighborhood kids. They ask mm-hmm. him to bring a ball and a mitt to play. Um, and he brings his stepdad's signed Babe Ruth ball. 
immediately loses it over a fence where like the scariest dog you can imagine lives but also the most scary geriatric as well <laughs> <laughs> i so when we talk about characters in peak condition it's a movie casted with a bunch of preteen boys so not necessarily yeah, in their true. peak condition however there's an entire generation of women currently still harboring a crush on benny aka benjamin franklin rodriguez who is played by mike vitar in this movie i look this name is a mouthful what is his name <laughs> it is benjamin franklin rodriguez and he's actually not the only one with an absolute fantastic name so um one of the most famous uh not memes but the the sound clips from the movie is you're killing me smalls right and mm -hmm. <laughs> it's by the actor the actors the actor the character's name is hamilton and so they call him ham in the movie Okay. But yeah, so there's also another kid who, so I wonder if it's just like a neighborhood thing. I don't know. <laughs> but so this movie has got so many feel good moments. It's just full of them. Um, so one of the points is that one of the kids, this group of nine year old kids is trying to get this ball back without getting eaten by this manic dog. At one point, they use an erector set and they lower a kid into the yard. <laughs> to try and get this ball mm -hmm. it is absolutely fantastic montage there is so much screaming because they keep getting caught by the dog and they just you know nine-year-olds just scream like, yeah. they're just screaming um the second feel-good moment which i think is so awesome james Earl jones is actually the geriatric um that is causing so much fear he's the one who lives in the house james Earl jones guys james Earl yes. jones yes so they finally get to the point where they're like, we're not going to get into this yard the way we want to get into the yard. So they go and knock on his door. He opens the door and he's like, why didn't you knock on the door? I would have just got it for you. <laughs> Look at how easy that was. Look at how easy that was, guys. So this film has its happily ever after. Mm -hmm. um, after finally deciding on knocking on that front door and getting a better ball because they get their connection to living history in James Earl Jones's character, who used to play with Babe Ruth and had everybody's signature on a, on a separate ball. So the kids got to walk away. Ooh. Yeah. I was like, okay, excuse me then. Right. Um, so they did, you know, eventually get the ball back and they weren't in trouble and they didn't get murdered by their stepdad. So good job. Right. Um, of note in this film, one of my favorite scenes is now looking back on it is slightly problematic. <laughs> even if it still put a smile on my face. Uh -huh. um, so at one point, it's too hot for the kids to play, to keep playing basketball out in the, in the sun. Yep. So they're like, we're going to go to the pool and we're going to scam pool honeys. That is, yes, <laughs> that there. Scam so at pool, the pool honeys? Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. They're like nine. Okay. Um, so one of the kids has had a crush on the lifeguard, Wendy Peppercorn, for three years and he finally decides to do something about it so his name is squints and he dives off of the board and he almost drowns so the the lifeguard is starting to give him cpr he is scamming her and he is pretending to have been knocked out to drown so that he can get a kiss from the lifeguard <laughs> so he does get the kiss and then they get banned from the pool forever. But there's a, a note when they're doing this um, 
over or voiceover mm-hmm. where they says every time they went by, the lifeguard would look down from her tower right at Squints and smile. And later on, it, you find out that they got married. The lifeguard and Squints get married and have nine children. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Yes, it definitely is. So our next movie up is Remember the Titans. That was released in 2000. And it stars um, some of the bigger names. It's going to be Denzel, Ryan Gosling, Wood Harris, um, to name a few. And the synopsis for the movie is in Alexandria, Virginia, 1971. High school football was everything. When the local school board is forced to integrate the all-black and white schools, the foundation of football's great tradition is put to the test. So... Um, if anyone hasn't seen this movie by now, I don't know where you've been, what rock you've been under, but it's pretty much, um, just letting us know that for black and white people in this town, that football is everything. And it just, I don't know it, it, for me, the reason I like this movie is it, I feel like it shows us the full, um, gambit of how you can see characters like the people who are fully racist the people who feel like they're not racist but they're fine with racism the people who have no problem living off of the racism that you know they're getting to be a part of without having to do anything then you have everyone who's being objectified still having biases with people who um honestly don't have an issue with them, but it's all because of their color that no matter what sets up a divide. So um, going back to how we actually wanted to set things up and talk about certain criteria in this movie, one of the first things I think we said we wanted to discuss was the um, peak condition. Is that correct? That is. All right. (laughs) Our first point rubric. (laughs) So definitely, definitely in this movie, we get some peak conditioned athletes. They, um, it's so funny because when you look back at it now, because obviously I've gotten older and most of these people have as well. You've seen them mature. Like um, Mm -hmm. we've seen Ryan Gosling. We've seen Denzel get older. Wood Harris, I don't know how he's doing it. He's out here looking like Lorenz Tate at the same age. Uh, But then they really like they don't even try to objectify the boys in the movie it's more so um every time we see them they're goofing off it's in the locker room they're singing so it's more carefree we get to see some tops we get a couple of backsides and you know everything's very innocent and very nice because you know we know race is coming tumbling down the line soon that we really don't get an opportunity to really admire as much as we would so <laughs> Even though I keep bringing up the racism, it does have several feel-good moments in this movie. Yes. Uh, one of my favorites is going to be when uh, Bertier actually goes into the hospital. And uh, his his best friend at the time now is, uh, I forgot his name now. Well, in the, in the movie. Brilliant. Julius, thank you, is Julius. And Julius comes mm-hmm. in and the nurse is like, sorry, honey, it's only family members. And Bertie is like, what? That's my brother. You don't see the family resemblance? 
Like he doesn't even like it's not even a moment. Like he's and he's been like that for a while. Like there was obviously mm-hmm. the point in the movie where he didn't like black people. He didn't care for Julius. And then you know they came together to be actually the closest ones. So after that one, there's also another time when during while he's in the hospital and. Uh, they're actually, I think, winning or losing. I can't remember. I think it may have been a moment right when they were going to lose. And the team and Bertier is listening on the radio and he starts like making all this noise and yelling and everything in the room. And the nurse comes in and I swear he throws a bedpan at her. He, he throws something at her. And he's like, get out of here. You don't come in here. You don't come here. I'm going to tell you yes. how reckless a lot of these movies are with throwing a bedpan. And people don't realize that a pet, bedpan is normally filled with piss. Okay, and people really <laughs> gonna need to stop acting like in movies that what they're not throwing is urine at another human being. But I digress. <laughs> uh, Eva, I know you had a couple of feel good moments before I move on. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this is also one of those movies where you watch it and you're like completely invested in this team's journey through the through the season. Um, so, and there were quite a few moments between Wood uh, or Julie, I keep wanting to call him Wood Harris. Right. <laughs> Julius and Bertier. Um, so at, um, earlier on in their, like when they meet, they're supposed to get together and learn a few facts about each other. Like they, they don't like each other. They're not like friends at this point and they're having a conversation and, um, and Bertier is telling Julius that his attitude is this, that, and the other. And Julie says, attitude reflects leadership, Captain. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yep. Um, But then there's a really good moment after they've kind of gotten together. But it's kind of a middle place where Bertier, like, pushes Julius on the field and goes left side. And there's a moment when Julius forgets. He's like, what? "What?" Like, is he hitting me? Right. Is he hitting me? Or... But then he's like, oh, no, this is strong, sad. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I absolutely adored that. Um, Yeah, so there's just some of that stuff was just such a good thing. Um, I don't know, that whole, yeah, when he was like, do not come in here. And when Bertier is watching the game in in the hospital bed, there's a moment like right in the end when there's 17 seconds left and you see him breathing very hard. Like he is <laughs> like, he's there. He's with them. Like he's he not, yes. he's not, he, he doesn't forget that he is actually a athlete and a player. Um, no. So also with this movie, um, like we said, there's, you know, we feel like we, we watch these movies for either one of two in resolutions either a happy ending or a vindication obviously with a movie like this there's not going to be a happy ending because unfortunately racism still exists but we do get a vindication where we get to see that you know completely at the end that everyone who was part of the team still thinks about you know if they feel like there's a problem that they can't solve that they feel like um, race could be an issue or any other problem, they always remember the Titans and remember that they came together in a time where it was difficult to become one mm-hmm. for a common goal. And so if they can do it, then anyone can do it. So I feel like we do get vindication there. And for me, I just like, it is, I feel like the whole movie gives you a hopeful feel. Like we know that racism, when we leave out of the house, is still going to be there. But watching movies like this, it gives you a, a slight feeling of, okay, maybe there's a chance. Maybe 
if hopefully we can all find something greater than sports <laughs> that can bring us together. <laughs> but, you know, if that's all that we got, let's at least, you know, try to come together for something. Yes. So. So I like that you brought up the hopeful thing. Um, when Bertier and Julius are in the hospital together and, and talking, at one point, Julius says, you know, we're going to get old and we're going to be friends forever. We're going to have our houses, you know, right next to each other. We're going to get old and fat and all this, you know, black, white stuff is going to be in the, in the past. And there was a moment where I was like, oh, but yes, right. like the hopefulness. I just, yeah, I do love this movie. And it is, it's one of those lighter, it, I wish I could say it was a light movie. Right. Because it does cover some pretty, you know, heavy topic. Definitely. To think, these are high school students. Exactly. And this is the time period. Um, they did a really good job of covering like the the first day of integration at the school, mm-hmm. and it was like, ooh, it was rough. And it was 1971. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. So, but I like every time I watch the end of this, I'm just like, yay. Yeah. And they do give us a good um, follow up with the characters too, mm-hmm. the actual people in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I like so that I too. That. So moving to Rookie of the Year, which came out in 1993, Um, it stars Thomas Ian Nicholas and when he wasn't crazy, Gary Busey. (laughs) Now, for a lot of people who don't recognize the name Thomas Ian Nicholas, he is actually Kevin from the American Pie series. So he grew up and that's who he became later on. But in this movie, he is Henry Rowan Gardner. An unskilled little leaguer who dreams of playing in the major leagues. He breaks his arm, catching a fly ball. When the doctor removes the cast, he discovers Henry's tendons have healed a little too tight, enabling Henry to throw a ball with incredible force well over 100 miles per hour. So obviously, just like Sandlot, this movie really centers on children a lot. So it really wasn't a lot of peak condition looking uh but we like i said we did have gary Busey, and i must say before he lost his mind not a bad look not a bad look not a bad look (laughs) but um feel good moments are abounding in this movie one of the uh first ones was just watching henry get into the big leagues and when he walks in he he completely like forgets that he's there too like he's one of them now He's literally just walking around. And he even like has a ball for Gary Busey to sign. He's like, come on, Rocket, can you sign it? And he's like walking through. Aww. This is when he's supposed to be getting dressed. He's supposed to be getting ready to practice with the team. He's not doing any of that. He literally came up there with his two best <laughs> friends and they were going to go in. And he's just like, okay, um, I'm in here now and uh, forget all that stuff. I, I just want to see this guy and see that guy. And just to see the amazement of his eyes and everything, it's just like, it brings you back to those moments where as a child you feel like you can do anything and the biggest thing you could think of is like meeting your you know hero or whatever per se also what I loved in this movie was um, one of the feel-good moments was that the mom would always even though the father was in their lives anymore she would always make sure to um, set up a good picture of the dad so she she told him Henry that you know his father was a pitcher. He was so great. And it's one of those moments when after Henry loses the ability to throw the ball, he is looking down, trying to figure out what he's going to do, how he's going to get this next pitch out. And he looks down and 
it's just like um he takes a moment he's looking at the mitt and there's this little piece of fabric that's inside the mitt that's been like glued down and you see him like start to peel it away and you see his mom's name there and he looks up and as surreal as it would be to obviously be on the pitching mound and look up and be able to find your mom in the stands he's like it was you and she's like it was me it was me all the time and she's the one who was actually a pitcher and he (laughs) ends up using her signature float um floaty pitch or whatever to win so i mean i just feel like if that isn't the feel-good movie moment of the year what what else could be so and obviously this is a child's movie um so we're going to get a happy ending (laughs) there's no vindication oh you know what i take that back there is vindication because the bad people in the movie you know the greedy people who want to use him obviously they always um get get their comeuppance they you know get knocked down a peg um the guy who's the manager he doesn't get to keep henry as a client he has to go back the manager who thinks he's in charge of everything ends up having to sell hot dogs or whatever but the happy ending is that before henry found out that he had lost his ability he had already decided that he wanted to continue down the path of being a child and going back to school so it really didn't hurt him or affect him as deeply afterwards because he was like hey i was already going with this decision anyway this just made it easy right eva did you ever right. see this movie did you ever watch rookie of the year i i remember <laughs> watching it but it was a long time ago and i don't remember the movie but i do remember like i remember the kids mm-hmm. being in like on the field so i do remember watching it at some point but it was one of those things like i probably watched it when it first came out 20 years ago yeah so So we're gonna head over to a couple of our honorable mentions uh it's just a couple of movies that we we want you guys that it was close to us and it seemed like there was a trend going on for a while of these really good-hearted movies coming out and we would love for you to watch them and see them so we're just going to mention a few of them that we enjoyed and we hope that you will as well so the first one Keeping with the baseball trend is Field of Dreams. That's literally yeah. where we got um, If You Build It, They Will Come. Another mention of James Earl Jones. So that's like kudos. Mm-hmm. That's right. So our next one is going to be at one of my picks, which is Angels in the Outfield. Mm-hmm. It's a silly tomfoolery. I just loved it. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah. And it's, again, like sliding into baseball. <laughs> yes. And I love the the Angels' wings in it. I don't know why. Yes. I, I clearly remember when they, when they like – poof them out it's just like i don't know uh the next movie is going to be the longest yard i've seen actually both the older one and the newer one and i'm sure one day there'll be an even newer one but um (laughs) this is how good-hearted this movie is we forget they're in jail people they're in jail and they're there for reasons no one's there being falsely (laughs) accused (laughs) and we still root for them yes so the next one is going to be a Bollywood movie called Chak de India, which is oh. a Shah Rukh Khan soccer movie, and it's um women's soccer. So he ends up having to he ends up being the coach of a women's soccer team, mm-hmm. and you know following them through the the trials and the tribulations is really good. I like okay. it. And then we have Bend It Like Beckham, which also will yeah. follow the soccer trend. Um, I can't believe there's anyone out there who hasn't seen this movie. Uh, it was so big at a certain point. So um, yeah. I'll be completely thrown if someone hasn't seen it. But if you haven't, it is a great one to watch um, about acceptance and just being who you are. 
So when we come back, we're going to be getting to your favorite portion of the show, which is the Do Y'all See This Moment of the Week. All right, guys, before we get to the Do Y'all See This Moment of the Week, we just want to remind you that we have expanded this part of the show for you. And you can catch it right over on our YouTube at Do Y'all See This Pod. It's actually going to be our reaction show. It's where we're going to come through with some reactions to some pop culture and also reactions to real-time news that's going on that week. So meet up with us every Wednesday at Do Y'all See This Pod on YouTube, and we'll see you there. Oh my gosh, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did y'all see that? Did you see that? All right, so for this, do y'all see this moment, we are going to go ahead and head right into... A League of Their Own, which is 1992 and directed by Penny Marshall. This film is about the all-women baseball league that played during World War II when most of the men were fighting war. Um, It follows the story of two sisters, um, played by Gina Davis and Lori Petty, who play for the Rockford Peaches, and how their relationship is tested as one becomes a star. We chose this movie um, just because it was near and dear to both of us. Um, There's even a song I could sing. I'm not, (laughs) but it it just it had it had great stars in it. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's not even stars that you really remember, the people who were um, on the sidelines of the the movie were still good as well. Everyone really played their part. Um, I can't remember her son name. I know it was Betty, but I can't remember her son. um it was oh, uh, still well yes still yeah. still wow. well um then there was madonna in this movie mm-hmm. um rosie yes rosie o'donnell they had so Leo many Leone. good people yeah, yeah. gina um i can't remember her name gina davis da- thank you wow <laughs> gina davis tom hanks like the people who are in this movie is just extraordinary I'm remembering now, but they kind of just slightly touched on the racism. Yes. Are you going to talk about it? Because I was going to bring that up. Um, I think it's a good, yeah. It was a feel-good so, moment, but it was also like... Uh, it was also kind of like, oh, Because yeah. during the movie, the women feel like, you know, they're just using us at a certain point, And they are because the men have gone off to war. But then there's a moment where they have a... The, uh, a ball goes so, off to where um yeah. some black women and men are are sitting and they go to mm-hmm. throw the ball back and she's like Jim Davis is like you know I'll get the ball and the black lady ends up throwing the ball well past her mm-hmm. and you see the recognition in her mind that dang they could play too but mm-hmm. no one they brings don't. it up no one talks about it it's like yeah they not even second class citizens here so, and I will say, I adore this film. I love this movie, um, but it has to be addressed. I was 50, 50, five, zero minutes in before I seen any One. black people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was, and, and those black people were the musicians Yes. in the bar. I was not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, I liked that moment where they, they had the, the fans kind of throw the ball back and that recognition on their faces. Like you said, that 
you know, this could be more inclusive if mm-hmm. you really wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, and then later there is a segregated cheering section. Which yeah. I know it's 1945. I know. Just, we know, but also it's, it's just still, disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we did still want to give you some feel good moments off of yes. this. Um, obviously, first before we get there, hitting the athletes that the people, excuse me, the athletes, the actors who were in peak condition, like we said, Madonna, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. you really get the full spectrum here of everyone you could possibly think to find, obviously, other than black people. Um, <laughs> but everyone I've mentioned has some skills, some part of the movie where they excel. So um, whether it's Madonna showing us she can dance her tail off with them big old bloomers, Uh, Rosie O'Donnell being quick-witted, Tom Hanks actually coming through and actually being able to coach the team, Gina Davis being able to coach it when he is clearly not available. So, um, (laughs) and still to this day, when she grabs that ball out the air, I can't. When Remember when Rosie O'Donnell throws the ball at her? Yes. And she grabs the ball and she's like, she's like, some of what do you mean some of some of y'all going home? And she catched that ball. She was like, oh, well, maybe some of them. Like, <laughs> she's like, how you do that? How you do that? So, I mean, it, we do get some really good moments. Uh, also, when um, <laughs> Tom Hanks yells out, like, this is iconic, obviously, by now. There's no crying in baseball, uh, which has been used everywhere. <laughs> since then and i just i mean it was a really it was a really good movie really really good Mm -hmm. yes so we're going to talk about some some other moments too i love john lovitz's character i don't know if you remember him the recruiter who Mm -hmm. recruited who actually recruited gina davis i was like he is a hilarious douchebag yes (laughs) yes get these chickens away from me yes Or when Kit comes up to him, is like, I'll go, I'll go. And she was like, I don't want you. Right. <laughs> I was like, sir. But did you also notice that when he felt her arm, he was willing to admit that, yes. okay, maybe. He had a little, yeah. Maybe I was so wrong. I that was really good. Um, but I just thought also, just thinking about those good moments, uh, Marla Hooch, who's one of the characters, oh. who's actually the, yes, I... So she comes in because she's got like skill in the, on the baseball mm-hmm. field. And, and she can switch. She can switch uh, everything. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they were like, if she had been a boy, we'd be talking to the Yankees. Yep. Like she's just very good. But also they were so quick to be like, she's not the, the attractive thing that they were looking for. But crazily enough, she was so pretty when she, she was up there on the stage. Right. right? Yes. I, I was like, all it took was. And, and she got her Nelson. I was like, okay. Nelson. <laughs> That's my baby. I love that. So there's a moment with her dad where he's like, nothing is going to happen in this town. You have to go mm-hmm. where things can happen. And I thought that was such a sweet thing. Yeah. And such a good, and there's so many gems like that in this film. I just thought it was really great. Um, also, this movie is really great about um, having like women supporting women. Moments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Doris is like, I'm not going if you don't take Marla. Period. Mm-hmm. Like she puts her foot down and she's like, she she's talented. I want her on the team. She she knew her. her talent. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she knew that she could advocate for other. Well, she had, she was already doing it for mm-hmm. her sister anyway. Yeah. So she already knew that she could advocate for one more person. Yep. And there was a second moment. There was a player called Shirley Baker. I don't know if you remember this moment. She oh yeah, so they, she can read. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they were giving out the assignments to which team you're going to, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, she was standing at the still at the board, looking at it, and like almost in tears. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, and then one of the other players came up and and, and immediately said, oh, this is the problem. Let's fix the problem. Guess right. what? You're with us. Congratulations. Let's go. And I just I love that moment because it did make me tear up a little bit. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> but it was very nice. Um, yeah. So bringing it back a little. Um, for this movie, obviously, uh, the vindication. Yes. Um, th- because let's be real, misogyny is real. But women do have natural born talent. They are good enough to play. And not just only until the men come back in. And um, that's kind of how the movie kind of ends, where they really had to accept that they were going to try to go another way. And um, Eva told me, you know, it actually is real. So um, can you tell me a little bit more about that, about the real league? So there it was. So the real league, it is based on kind of a true history fact. The AAGP, nope, I'm not going to say that right. <laughs> um, I thought I was going to get it right. I am not. Um, the AAGPBL, which is the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, is a real thing. And it did happen during World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, it's a chocolate bar mogul. Harvey Bars. Behind the thing. Harvey Bars. In real life, it was Wrigley, which may sound familiar because of Wrigley Gum, which is Yep, and Wrigley Field. Yep. So it was based on kind of the Wrigley name. So, um, yeah, I mean, it does. Women have to leave the field and they return to their lives. There's such a, yeah, I liked it. And there was a moment, I don't know if you remember when Ira was talking to um, the Harvey, Mr. Harvey, mm-hmm. and he was trying to advocate for them. And he's such a feminist take on it. I was like, oh, sir. He said, and I was, so, I was like, this is so good. Um, cause the Harvey bar guy was like, well, it's fine because they're going to go home anyway. Like we're done with them as soon as this is done. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as the men come back, we're just going to send them home. And I was like, I guess this is what it's going to be like in the factories. And it was right when the men return, you know, it's time to turn in your rivets, Rosie, because we've yeah. been telling these women, you know, it's your patriotic duty to get up and get out of the house and support the men while they're gone. Mm-hmm. But now they're back. So you need to go back to cooking. You need to go back. I mean, you were good enough when they weren't here, but now that they're here, why would we ever keep you? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's when it was like women should work. Oh, I mean, that's when women started working. I mean, they always work. But I mean, I'm all here for it. (laughs) But I'm just saying. (laughs) You want that? I want that old thing back. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, please. I don't want I don't want the extreme racism back, but you know, yes. and I just no, stay home yeah. a couple more days, like just a few. Just do you have any more of those days off there, sir? But if you want to share your favorite sports movies, use our hashtag dystm at y'all pod on Twitter, or let us know what sports movies you feel like we missed on Facebook at Do Y'all See This. We'll be posting peak athletes in their sports on our instagram at do y'all see this pod all one word no spaces and also go on over to our youtube for some more bestie content and hit that subscribe button if you have suggestions for future moments questions or just want to give us great feedback reach out to us at do y'all see this pod at gmail.com 
Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen. All five stars. Thank you in advance. And thanks for listening to us. And we'll catch up with you next time. Bye. Bye.